0: Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Good evening once again to our evening study time and worship time where you are, with whom you happen to be. We're glad that you've joined us. We're glad to have this chance to think together. This morning we noticed the mentality that we see around us from time to time that might makes right. And when viewed from God's perspective in defining the word might, we can all get on board with that and we all agree with that. When the world gets its definition, certainly chaos reigns. We're praying this week, during this transition time in government that people will not try to have might makes right through disruption and chaos. We don't need that. The world doesn't need that. Furthermore, it won't work. But let us stand fast with God. And in that, might makes right. Now, tonight, let's flip that around for just a minute. Let's flip it around and notice that right makes might. I want you to imagine, or not imagine, because I'm sure you've already experienced this sometime in your life. I want you to think with me about the last time that you had an argument or a disagreement with someone. And in that moment, in that time, you knew beyond shadow of doubt that you were right. Not a matter of maybe or maybe not. You knew that you were right. That put a different twist on an argument, didn't it? All of a sudden, there's an argument, but you're arguing from Peace, So it's different. Now, I want you to go back farther in your life. Go back to the time when you were a child. Go back to a time when you remember being afraid. And you absolutely were tortured by it. You see, when you have an argument today and you know that you're right, then you're at peace. When you were a child and you were afraid about something because you didn't know what's on the other side, you didn't know the truth, then you did not have peace. What is the difference? The difference is maturity. The difference is being able to live in a way that keeps you from being afraid. It's a fearless life. Open your Bible, if you will, to the text that was read for us just a moment ago. And I want you to walk with me briefly through this text, and we're going to apply it using another text. I want to begin by noticing that Paul lived the life characterized by the attitude that says... Right makes might. Notice what he said in verse number three. Paul had a threefold reason to be right. I want to know do you want to be right? Is it your desire to be right? I'm sure that it is. Even while you're in the midst of wrong, even while you are caught doing something that's not right, does it bother you? Do you want to be right? That attitude of wanting to be right can get you through. Notice Paul's threefold reason for wanting to be right. Number one, verse 3, he wanted to be right so that no other person could take offense because of his ministry. Verse 3. That word offense literally is the word a stumbling stone, a rock that gets in the way. Paul said, I want to be right so that nobody else stumbles because my ministry was wrong. If we want to be right today, we should want to be right so that others are not led the wrong way. James would later say in James chapter 4, Don't many of you become teachers, for they have the greater condemnation. He's not suggesting that we don't need to aspire to teach. What he is suggesting is, don't just flippantly say, Oh, I can teach, no problem. Because when you teach... You take on a new level of responsibility. Now what you teach becomes a guide for those you are teaching. And Paul said, I want to be right so that no one will stumble over my ministry. Number two, in verse number four. Paul said, I want to be right so that I can commend myself. Verse 4. Paul wasn't bragging. He wasn't conceited. He wasn't an arrogant individual. But what he was saying is, I want to be able to stand confidently and present myself as one who is trying hard to be right. Paul never expected to be right at every issue, at every moment. In fact, he told us in Romans 7 that he battled himself every day doing the things that he didn't want to do and vice versa, not doing what he really wanted to do. But he wanted to be able to commend himself. He wanted to be able to look in the mirror and say to himself, you're trying and I appreciate that. The third reason that he wanted to be right, also found in that verse, he wanted to be right so that he could commend himself in his ministry to God. He wanted to be right so God would commend him. In fact, Paul would say often that he was not so much concerned about what anybody else thought. He really was concerned about what God thought So see, Paul wanted to be right. He intended to be right. He wanted to be right for others, for himself, and for God. Notice what that did for him in this text. It made him, because he was right, he could go through things that came at him because he was right and the world was wrong. Just look at all the things he endured in having patience and tribulation, needs, distress, stripes, imprisonment, fasting. Paul went through a lot. Being right caused him to have to go through a number of things. But because he was right, he could go through them. Number two, he could go through them because he had access to the right things because he was right. Notice what he had access. He had access to purity and knowledge, long-suffering, kindness, the Holy Spirit, sincere love, the word of truth, the power of God, the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. Paul had access to everything he needed to go through what he had to go through because he was right. And finally, third, he understood that not everybody would understand his attempt to be right. Sometimes he was honored. Sometimes he was dishonored, verse 8. Sometimes there was an evil report. Other times, a good one. Some said he was deceiving others that he was true. Some said we don't know him. Others said we know him well. Sometimes he was dying. Other times quite alive. Sometimes he was chastened, persecuted, but he wasn't killed. At times he was sorrowful, but he was rejoicing. He was poor, but made often also rich. He had nothing, but he had all things. Paul wanted to be right. But in being right, some would get it and some would not. But he was able to make it through. Because he understood that right makes might. Turn with me now to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I want you to notice with me what paul says concerning what it means for right to make might what is the might in being right notice what paul said to timothy first timothy chapter 1 verse 7 for god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Let me suggest to you that right makes might because it gives you fearlessness. When you're having a discussion with somebody, like I said before, and you know that you are right, you are Fearless. You can move right on because you know you are right. You might be accused, but it doesn't matter because you know you are right. I would suggest to you this evening that right makes might because it gives you fearlessness. Notice how Paul wrote this. You remember a moment ago I said Paul had a threefold reason for being right. In this verse, he uses that very same message about being right. Notice. First of all, in this text, Not having the spirit of fear makes us powerful. Powerful. The word used there is the word, common word for power, dunamis. Most of the time it refers to God and God's power expressed through miracles, expressed through the power of a Christian life. Paul said, I am right and I am fearless because I'm right. And therefore, being right, I have the power of God. The Hebrew writer put it this way in chapter 13 and verse 6 The Lord is my helper. Of whom shall I be afraid? What can man do to me? Now that's powerful. We all get caught up in things that happen all around us. I understand that. And yes, we are at... The will of those who rule over us, who cause things to happen, bring things into our lives that we have to put up with. And so we are concerned about our government in the local and the state and the federal level because we don't want oppressiveness. Do you know what? What can man do to me? When we are fearless, and we are fearless because we are right, what can man do to me? Remember Jesus said, don't fear the one who can destroy the body, but fear the one who can destroy body and soul in hell. We can be fearless because we have the power of God. And that fearlessness provides me His power. It is something I get because I am fearless, and it helps me to be fearless. Here's how you can be fearless with God you can trust what your Bible says. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Romans 1 in verse 16. Paul said, you can be assured of the truth of God's word. That's where God's power lies. You don't have to be afraid. The Bible is true. And furthermore, in 1 Corinthians 1 in verse 18, Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. You can trust that Jesus really did live. He really did die. He really was raised, and He ever lives for us You can be fearless because you have the truth of God and it provides you a power. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to let you know that for 2,000 years, people have attacked the New Testament that we have. From all sides, in all kinds of places, very, very smart people have attacked the Word of God. Guess what? It still stands. You can be fearless in the midst of all the error that is around because you can trust your Bible. The truth of the Word of God provides you a power that will help you live a fearless life. Number two, Paul said, we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of love. Love is a commitment to someone regardless of what will happen in the future. Regardless, you can love someone. Just as Paul had that threefold reason for being right, here is the second one, to be right with other people. God made us fearless By helping us learn to love. When John wrote in 1 John 4 and verse 18, John said, There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. And those who have not been made perfect in love are not fearless people. We don't have to be afraid if we love others because that's a commitment that I have regardless of what they do or don't do. I fearlessly can live my life committed to those people, to all people, because as God loves all people, we too should love all people. As I mentioned this morning, all of the terrible displays of the mentality in the world of might makes right with looting and chaos and disregard for authority. God doesn't like that, but he loves every single person who did that. There are people who say and do things that I don't like, but I need to love every single one of them. And I can do it fearlessly because being right, God has taught me and helped me learn to love. That's what he wants us to know. So we love What is it that provides me fearlessness in loving people? Turn with me, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. <clears throat> Here's a, an interesting passage that I want to lay in front of you for this concept of fearlessness. As it relates to loving or being committed to other people, we begin in verse one. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in a steward that a man be found faithful. But with me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I know nothing against myself. Yet I'm not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will bring both to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. Here is the fearless life that God wants me and you to live. And that is, I don't have to pronounce final judgment on people. And there is a fearlessness connected to that. Some Christian people live in fear that they have not stood up strongly enough That is, they live in fear, thinking that, oh, I have to condemn them, and I have to mark them, and I have to disfellowship them. I'm not saying that people shouldn't be disfellowshipped. The Bible talks about it. Uh, Marking those who teach error, the Bible talks about that. But notice what it never discusses, and never intentions. I don't have the right to give final judgment on someone, saying that they are lost or that they are saved, that's God's business. Then, if I don't think that I have to walk around teaching that somebody is lost in order for me to be right in somebody else's eyes, that's a way to live fearlessly. We can stand up and talk against actions and attitudes all the time. BUT I'M NOT GOING TO GET INTO THE BUSINESS OF FINAL JUDGMENT. BECAUSE LOVE MEANS I'M COMMITTED TO THEM, TRYING TO TRAIN AND HELP AND ENCOURAGE OR LEARN FROM THEM BECAUSE THEY ARE RIGHT. I WANT TO BE RIGHT. AND I WANT TO IN RIGHT FIND THE STRENGTH OF FEARLESSNESS THAT COMES IN LOVING PEOPLE. FINALLY THIRD, PAUL SAID, We have a spirit of, not of fear, but of a sound mind. This word sound mind is a word that's translated in some translations as sensible or even self-controlled. It's the third of the threefold reasons why Paul wanted to be right. A relationship with himself. God wants you to be fearless by being able to have a relationship, a proper relationship with yourself through a sound, a sensible mind. God wants you to reason. God wants you to understand. God wants you to see. God wants you to be able to look, as James said into that perfect law of liberty, the Word of God, as a mirror and be able to see and to understand, it is important that we are able to live a fearless life, not condemning ourselves all of the time. Romans 8 and 1, God said, There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. God doesn't want me to walk around condemning myself all of the time, talking against myself all of the time, being all of the time critical of me, scared to death to live and scared to death to die. There are people living right now in fear. There are people living right now, afraid to live and afraid to die. There is no power in that. That is no way to live. For me, the worst part of what we've been through this past year is the attitude, the mentality, the environment of fear that has been cast into our lives. We... We don't have to be afraid when we recognize dangers that are out there. We don't need to live in fear while we are protecting ourselves from them. I, for instance, can't stand snakes. I'm terrified. I have to go in the crawl space of my house. It's a warm place under there. And in that house where we've been for 30 years, I've not found a snake yet. But every time I go under there, I'm just sure that I'm going to encounter one someday. But I don't live in fear. I'm not petrified. It doesn't keep me from being able to do what I need to do. I think we have created fear. In this country, and I'm sad about that, but worse, I'm sad that we've created fear among Christian people. Let us learn to live fearless lives. Remember this: John said, "If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. in the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin." You can have a good relationship with yourself. Fearless, sound mind, reasonable, understanding. That's the way to be fearless. So, in summary, right makes might. Being right gives you a power that only comes from being right. You have the power of the truth of God that has never been defeated and never will be in His Word. You have the power, the fearlessness of being able to love everyone regardless of what they have or haven't done without judging them for their eternity, but working with them in the present And You can have the power of seeing yourself not condemned always in your life. God is not looking every moment to punish you. That's a fearless way to live. With the truth of God's Word, a proper attitude toward others, and a fearlessness that comes from not Being overly critical of myself, I can have a fearless life. And being right makes might. The might, the power of fearlessness. Thank you for joining us this evening. May God bless you. And as always, may God bless our country, especially this week. May God bless our church. May God bless each one of us that we will learn to stand with God that might makes right and to stand with God that right, that might makes one right and that right makes one mighty before God. Thank you for joining us. Look forward to seeing you. We'll be in person Wednesday night for a study that will include what happened to Uzzah when he touched the ark. Why did God kill him immediately? May God bless you this night. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.